Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Ruben. And welcome back to Clarity, where we discuss the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And this is episode number 24. We are about two weeks into yeah. the great quarantine. Yeah. A few days ago, uh, my governor, Ruben's governor, announced a stay-at-home order for all of us in North Carolina. Hashtag my governor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm actually recording from my home today. Yes, uh, we're trying up- this out. We're trying this out. I'm excited for, for this to be like a recurring thing. And even after uh, this quarantine or this home, stay home, uh, uh, like order, order. Yeah. Uh, we like to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it so much, Jerry Fleming. If you're listening to this, thank you again so much for letting me use your place. Um, but yeah, we got unlimited data so that we wouldn't have to be around other people during this time. Ooh. And it's helping a lot professionally. It helps me upload. I've recorded two sermons. going to record a third one today from home. Uh, three prayer meetings thus far. Whew. So here's the thing, I Rich. I, 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 I can tell that you're busier than before. And, and I know that because yeah. I'm busier than before as well. Like I, I've been working with so many projects and it's kind of like connected with this uh, topic's title. Uh, because I think I kind of found more uh, a sense of a purpose during this uh, pandemic situation. And mm. I'm, I'm busier than ever. But I yesterday had to tweet about it and say, you know, I need to set boundaries. Because when you're working from mm. home, 100%, we as pastors do work from home sometimes. But when we're 100% working from home, things can get a little tricky. You know, yeah. you don't know where to like set a limit or like a boundary, like this is where work ends, this is where life starts. And also it's tricky already when you're a pastor because you are supposed to be 24-7 available to minister people. And there's people that think like that, like have a different definitions, but what's 24-7, but yeah. Or what I don't want to get into means. it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I don't want to uh, get into it. You said you didn't want to get into it. I'm going to respect no. that. I was yeah. about to get into it, but I... Re- <laughs> so, R-E-S-P-C-T. All right, so Ruben... I'm not going to yes, sing bro. either, so I need you to respect that. Um, yeah, that's that's respect. You're, res- sure. you're respecting all our listeners right now. Okay, so let's respect. Let's get into it. So everybody, you've you heard us talk to Caleb. You heard us talk to Ryan. You heard us talk about COVID nineteen. Before those releases, we talked about our experience at the Awaken North Carolina conference. Yes, run by our near and dearest Ryan Hodgins where Ben Lundquist came as a, as the keynote speaker. Good and, speaker. Um, Good speaker. So I've already presented, if you go to my churches or have watched my ministry on YouTube, you've seen me do a Bible study on this already, on this topic. So it's going to be a little review, but this side is a little more personal. Um, we all in Jesus are called to love, to accept his love, accept that he loves us that much, that he is love, that he's died for us, yeah. and that he has a plan for us, right? Yeah. And that plan for every person is accepting his gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is that is fulfilling that purpose and accepting that is different in everyone else's lives. Each mm-hmm. person is given spiritual gifts by God, gifts and talents by God, a call and purpose that's unique and distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, just because and that's not necessarily linked to our careers. No. I don't know if you've experienced that before. Um, choosing choosing a major in college is very hard. I think especially because, Ruben, we don't think about calling in this way where 
your calling is not necessarily your career. Different careers at different times can help you personify your calling. Yeah. And I have to agree with you. Well, I agree with you in many things and this one as well, because <laughs> purpose is not connected with career. I mean, it, it's something bigger, something that cannot be contained. You know, it's something that uh, God has put into every human being. And there are so many people out there in the world trying to figure out their purpose. And I might, I'm, I'm there as well. You know, it's not that I got all figured out. And during this pandemic situation, I actually realized, hey, I'm actually fulfilling my, my, my passions, whatever I love doing. And, and it's connected with me. I'll, I'll get into that later. But what you're saying is I resonate so much, bro. Uh, purpose is bigger than a career. And if you're listening, yes, your purpose is bigger than your career, than your current situation. Amen. And so you kind of talked about passion there a little bit too. And so let's do a little, some definitions. So your yeah. calling or your purpose here, how would you define that? Is it just to do whatever you like to do? Because um, we kind of alluded that that's part of it, but you no, know, oh, my purpose in life is to play Call of Duty all day. Yeah. You know, because I love doing that. Or my purpose in life is to read comic books. I love reading comic books. Is that my purpose? Like, yeah. How do you define a purpose or calling? Something that helped me a lot uh, was understanding that purpose is not something that you do. It's not a, it's not a, like uh, the sum of all your actions, but it's uh, a focus on being. Uh, purpose is not about doing. Purpose is about being. And if you're a Christian and you believe uh, in, in God being real for you, uh, I, I think this is my personal definition connected with what Ben was uh, sharing, is that my purpose is to receive the love of God and his love transforms me. Just to receive, just to receive. We, I think we talked a, li a little bit about this in the first part of purpose. We did. And I'm embracing this. You know, I need to receive the love of God. That's, that's my purpose mm -hmm. in life. But it doesn't end there. You know, you know that. Sure. All right. So you've defined purpose for us. And that was an episode you worked on. And I, I love that. So for us, we're going to say our purpose is to accept and receive the love which God has for us. A failure to do that is the fruit is the seed that plant that creates the fruit of all sin, right? The yep. Failure to do that. Um, don't want to oversimplify and almost sound Buddhist or it's like the root of all suffering is desire or the root of all suffering is a lack of acceptance of purpose. Oh, well, um, well, if not you think that, about that. it, if you, if you think about it, uh, that's not even a Buddhist thing. It's a human thing. You, you find that in the mm. Bible as well, you know, oversimplification. No, 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 no. The root, the root, the root of many, of many situations and brokenness that we have in the world is because people, uh, they are so full of themselves or they are, or they are trying to make it all about themselves. But then it's where not does that come from? And I guess, uh, but that, is that the ultimate root? So where does thinking about yourself start? Uh, well, we're getting really philosophical there. <laughs> I don't want to get into that either. <laughs> I don't want to get into that either. But okay. So we, did, we define purpose. So calling flows from purpose, right? And calling is yes, what yes. we are designed, what God has asked us to do for others. Yes. The so contribution when we, we, he has called us to make. And really yes. the idea of calling is that calling comes from somebody, the one who's designed us with that purpose. And that calling mm -hmm. is to do something consistent with the character of the caller. And when we look at the character of the caller, the character of God, 
he calls us to do something that involves our flourishing, but also that involves being part of the greater plan. Creation is a perfectly designed unit of unity. And in nature, we call it symbiosis or symbiotic function. The mm-hmm. entire, everything is designed to be fully symbiotic and um, selflessly so. And so I believe calling has that creation imprint on it. Yep. That calling brings true benefit to all. And doing that is flourishing. And it's like a fish swimming or a bird flying. It's what we're designed to do. It feels good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. So what is really connected with your purpose? I guess uh, at some point you may try to find first your calling before the purpose. But once right. you understand that you are unconditionally loved by God, that love unlocks your gifts, unlocks your passions, unlocks your abilities. And you, are, you realize that you are loved as you are as God loves you, you also, now that calling, what you say, Rich, really accurate, it says what you do with the life that God that loves you so much has given you. You know, and I've, so the idea that I have a calling, it's not, this is not something, you know, Ruben, that I discovered from Ben. And I doubt it's something that people are discovering from us, right? They're aware of this general idea before, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you've been emphasizing specifically, Ruben, is what really has spoken to me, that this, our, pers- our pursuit of calling can get really, this is a big buzzword in 2019, toxic. Yeah, it can be our toxic. Our pursuit of calling can be toxic if it's not grounded in purpose. How can it be toxic? It's because why else are you looking for your calling? Are you looking to fulfill your calling so that you feel good enough so mm. that you get what you want so that others finally treat you right so that you can finally get that approval from mom or dad so that all those bullies that said all those things about you could be wrong had that motivation before um yeah bro yeah i mean and toxic, I, I hear you I, that, I, that is toxic. totally totally hear you and that temptation like and that toxic behavior has been with us human beings for a long time if you if you see like yeah. an example of Jesus, uh, when he was tempted by Satan, he was tempted to show his identity. Like, if you are the son of God, like, that's so toxic, you know? That's so sin. And and just trying to show, like, if you really are the son of God, you should actually turn this into bread, this piece of Mm stone into bread. And Jesus did not have to prove nothing to Satan. And the same thing happens with you. You don't have to prove nothing. If you know who you are in God, there is no need for you to prove something just for the sake of being, oh, I am this. This is how mm. I'm showing that I am this. Yes. Uh, and totally get you, bro. Like um, toxicity is really uh, also a sign of, uh, of lack of self-esteem from some people or just trying to put like everyone like feel, you feeling better because like uh, you are not doing what the other person is doing. But once again, we're falling into a trap of doing. I need to be really careful with my language, bro. <laughs> But uh, identity, like I, I like the story. I like the story of Jesus. Like he didn't have to prove nothing. And there's many examples no. of people that were in God that they did not have to prove nothing. They were doing them because that was part of their calling, ingrained with their being, not with the titles or anything else. There is there are some toxic reasons ingrained and why 
the 12 followed Jesus. We see that toxicity. I'm reading in Mark for my worship each morning right now. And as I do that, I notice those, I think it's three key moments where Jesus gives each of them a distinct revelation or all of them a distinct revelation of what he's about to do. And each time, they, there was an argument thereafter about who is the greatest, mm. about bread, you know, about, and just that toxicity came in where it's Jesus is trying to share, hey, I'm going to die for you. You're going to be accepted to me. And they're like, no, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm, you get the point? Like that toxicity I, I is built it. in. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so you think, you think we should move on from this one, Ruben? Bro, I, I, li- I like this. That interaction? I actually, I like this part because it shows like how like we make such a big deal about things that are not supposed to be a big deal, you know? Mm. Uh, and sometimes we feel uneasy and we try to, our identity is connected with a checklist of mistakes or, or things that we need to clear in order for us to be finally worth of, uh, worthy to be loved or worthy to be accepted by God. And that's toxicity as well as finest, you know? So really, really like that, that, uh, that aspect of like clearing that out, no, like opening the room and letting the clear, uh, the, the clear air go and say like, Hey, mm. you are loved as you are. Yeah. Oh, I love that image. I, uh, I can smell it because in you this can... room, I experienced something similar the other day where I opened the windows and for that, because window of right your dog was me. farting. Oh, scout does fart. Um, <laughs> Oh, but we, forget, I think that's already that a known dog. fact. I think I, I, it was a known Scout, fact in the podcast. It got better for a little while, but then it got worse again. Oh my goodness. That's toxic. Pray for Scout. Um, All right. Hashtag. Riffing off of this, man. It's crazy because in this, I'll, full disclosure, everyone, in our notes, we didn't flush this out, this hardcore, but riffing off of each other is getting deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that he who seeks to gain his save his own life, will lose it. Mm. I think that really comes in here. When you have a toxic foundation to what you do, um, this is something I've experienced myself where um, for, for a variety of reasons, we talked about validation already. So, um, but if you have that foundation of, if I do this, then I'm good enough. Mm. Then... That's- your very effort to be good enough will undercut your ability to do the job well. If I'm trying to do the job well to be good enough to be accepted, I will struggle to believe that I'm accepted no matter how good I'm doing. I will feel like I'm worthless and a failure. Even though I have support, I'm I'm going uphill because I look at my times on my watch and it's not a four minute mile because I'm climbing Kilimanjaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus instead of focusing on getting up the mountain, on helping people, I everyone with me, I'm just focused on making the right time. Yeah. And instead of leading people, I'm just killing myself, you know? It's um that's something I've that can happen when you don't have that right. And when you have that in, it can really start to be that process of having fresh air in the room, but then you gotta close it again, then you still have the stinky dog and you have to work. So let's go ahead and let's do some questions that are going to help you deal with the stinky dog farts inside your, um, inside the room of your motivations. 
<laughs> All right. Ruben's face right now. He's like, you did not just do that on a podcast. I did. Um, Ruben, there's six questions that Ben Lundquist presented. I, I, he said they weren't his. He borrowed them from another author. Maybe it was Craig Grishel. I know he uses him, him a lot. And if you guys are leaders of any uh, shape, size, or sort, I highly recommend you subscribe to the Rise and Lead podcast by Ben Lundquist, but also uh, subscribe to Gre- the Craig Grishel Leadership Podcast. They both focus on being very short, 10 minutes max or 12, 15 minutes max, bite size, really deep, good leadership lessons. But six questions we have. Should I read them real quick and then we'll each flesh one out? What do you want to do, Ruben? I think we should do one by one. So we, each we, one by one? Yeah. Why don't you yeah. start with number one? So you, what you should do after you listen to this podcast, you can write these down. I, I'm going to We can put it fingers. in the show notes as well. I will actually put these in the show notes. Rich is so the that you can, rich is the description and and like creative mind behind most, if not all, the titles. So descriptions and titles, rich. He's gonna put it there. He knows. He's gonna probably be writing it down, so he'll do it. Yeah, I I definitely am always faithful to have a title down when we're recording an episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna tell myself too much, but I will have those down. So, what's question number one of the six questions, Ruben? Well, question one is what will you take a 50% salary cut and still do? Or what will you do for free? And I'll add, be happy about it. Yeah. I mean, because when you get robbed, you technically give your stuff over for free. <laughs> and we can be in toxic situations yeah. where, um, you know, I clean the toilet for free, but. Yeah. Because I'd so answer, not deal the, with the, the answer for this question for me would be I re, I I'll do anything regarding uh, technology and using the means of technology for connecting people to each other and to God. I'll do that for free. Yeah, that is my my answer. Sure. Now, question number two, and you have to do it and answer. Yes, sir. All right. I won't do it for free though. At ease. Uh, <laughs> what did you love to do as a child? So one was, what would you take a 50% salary cut and still do? Or what would you do for free? And number two is, what did you love to do as a child? Um, as a child, I loved to hang out and go on adventures with other kids my age. Um. As a child, I loved to, can you pause with me for a second, Ruben? Uh, just keep recording. Okay. I just realized my little indicator on GarageBand, it lists, okay, there's time. Now I can see time. Before I was seeing tuning and stuff, now I can see time. All right. I'm going to clap when I'm back to normal. No, you, you didn't stop, right? I didn't stop. Okay. Keep going. Three, two, one, keep going. So what did you love to do as a child? Um, looking back and the first house we lived in, I loved to hang out with other kids. And in fact, when we moved to another house and I didn't have people to hang out with every day, uh, it, my life got really miserable and I actually got some deep depression going on. There's a variety of other things going on, but having other kids to play with, and I loved making stuff up. I loved making, doing make-believe pretend games. I loved whatever something was, pretending it was something else 
playing with toys. I loved watching and reading stories and movies. I loved everything to have a story, to have a story behind it. I can um, see that, Rich. You're, you're, uh, you're, you have not changed in that aspect. You're a really, that, that, a really outgoing person. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And uh, that's something interesting, Ruben. So as a child, it looked like going over, can I go over Charles's house? My best friend growing up, actually, his name was Charles. And I know there's two Charleses in my church right now. So probably smiling to hear that. Um, but I go over Charles's house. Allison was across the road and I wanted to hang out with them. And so, and I wanted to play Maple Leaf games, right? There's Ben shares that there's a, a kid version of that. And then how's it scaled to being an adult? And you can see as an adult, that scales into creativity, into saying something meaningful in new ways and in clearer ways. That also comes to my love. I love story today and I love being with people. Mm, all right. See, uh, uh, like you these said, questions Ruben, are you affirm these that. questions. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I'm, I'm learning to. I'll be really intentional in affirming people and uh, recognizing talent and God-given talent where I can see it. Um, not that I'm the talent uh, agent or something, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning to do that. Yeah. Uh, question three it says, think back in your life to the last time your day flew by and you lost track of time. This is happening to me like in a really scary way during this uh, home, stay home situation. <laughs> uh, I, I found myself like the, like so into producing content when it comes mm -hmm. to live streams or videos, short videos, or my, I have a podcast in Spanish, which is like a small South School quarterly, like uh, in less than five minutes, like daily thing. I love producing media content in order for people to exp have a meaningful experience with God. So time flies. Uh, a studio Agape. Like uh, it's it's called like Agape uh, study or something like that, where I, Agape is like the word uh, love that usually uh, people may argue, Greek scholars, is connected with the love that God has for humanity. So uh, I just try to put applications and uh, reflection points more than just information reflection. There's a lot of South School quarterlies that have a really appro uh, like cognitive uh, approach. I just try to have yes. like a, a spiritual approach. Really, really try to flesh it out in, in reflection point aspect. Yeah. Check it out. So you don't need to bring your brain? Uh, yes. God just loves. Your heart. You can praise with your brain. You can praise with your heart. You can praise with everything. Yeah. Uh, that is my my last time, like a week ago or a few days ago. I, I've noticed that. All right. Uh, question four, Rich. Yes, sir. What breaks your heart the most? For me, as a kid and also as an adult, and these questions look throughout your life, what breaks my heart is basically people being jerks, but especially those in power uh, being deceived or self-deceived and really just blocking out those who belong there and not making room at the table for everybody. When I see this at a church, it breaks my heart. When I see this at a, especially, I'd say the place this breaks my heart the most is the church. And um, this is, you can get specific with that. So it's what breaks your heart the most. You can think about what breaks your heart and then write a bunch of things perhaps and then start listing and see what really hurts. And saying that in the church 
where there's not a place for people or people are not made welcome and there's not room because they don't fit the bill and you only can fit the bill if you're ABCD, that sort of thing. Um, people lifting themselves up and thinking about self-promotion, um, especially if there's a guise of holiness to it, man. Mm. So oh. I, oh. Love, I love this question, man, mm. because it opens so many like windows in your soul, you know, in, in the sense of like, I think Andy Stanley, uh, in one of his, uh, topics, he, he says like, this is a question that you need to ask yourself if, if you want to know, like, uh, like where, where your heart is, where your heart is. And, and the, the whole point is also to connect, like, uh, there's a song that says break, break, uh, for what Make breaks my heart yours? For what breaks yours? Yes, yes, and everything and, I have for your kingdom, Lord. Yes, yes. So, uh, I really love this question, Hosanna. Yeah, that's that's right. You, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, my uh, pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Like, are you adopting Chick Fil A's uh, response? Huh? It's not Sunday. <laughs> All right. Well, what bears? <laughs> What what barriers are currently stopping you from living out your calling? Now, yeah, Ruben. Yes, you ready to quit? I'm just kidding. Uh no. Well, your job. Uh, I don't the think. I, see, I'm just see, I don't. I don't think this is. That's a reason that it's stopping me for living out my calling. I've been pushing. I've, mm. I've been putting so many excuses along the years. First, I don't have the right gear. I said like. I don't have the right gear. Uh, I don't have the right camera. I don't have the right lights. I don't have the right uh, microphone and stuff. I've been putting excuses and I literally been buying gear over the year saying like, oh, I'm going to buy these slides. They're going to work, but I still have, I'm missing this and now I'm still missing this. And over the time I've been doing some like little like projects, but th they were not fulfilling my calling. But now like lately, I, and also another, another excuse, another barrier was my own insecurity. I was thinking, ah, uh, my English is like really thick, I have a thick accent. I'm not good at explaining things as much as I can in Spanish, but I'm putting myself out of the comfort zone every single time that I record a clarity episode. And, and I, I decided, you know, I'm going to let those like uh, insecurities like figured out themselves. I'm going to keep going. But those yeah, barriers, man. those barriers, often come every single time that I get stuck with the words when I, my brain thinks like a really clarity thought, like in my mouth cannot express it. Uh, so mm. those are barriers that I need to be intentional about them and fight them actively, bro. Every single time that is, those are my big two. Like first I thought that I needed to have things. And the second thing is I needed to be better and and have a, a less thick accent or better vocabulary in order to convey better words. So that's a vulnerability moment right now. Thanks, bro. Hey, I want to affirm you, man. When I look back and I think I have the personality where I can be very talky and not as much listening. Um, and that's a shortcoming of mine. And looking back, it's like, man, and as I'm learning to listen better now, you podcast really well, man. And I think it's definitely, you don't need to worry about making a mark. You are awesome. And I appreciate your perspectives. I'm so glad you do this with me, Ruben. Um, Thanks, bro. 
Appreciate it for real. I really appreciate those words. Welcome to you, dude. All right. We have the last question now. Skype hug. Let me give you a hug for that later. All right. In a few months. (laughs) What changes? (laughs) We laugh so we don't cry. What changes do you have to make? Number six, to use the gifts God has given you to their maximum impact. I'm looking for what Ben calls us in the notes, but there is a sweet spot. Like I never got this because I stink at batting and baseball, but there's a sweet spot in the bat and in your swing where if you hit the ball, you're going to get more velocity and more distance and power in proportion to your effort and than than ever before. And that's called the sweet spot. And this is something that is possible to have in your life um, where if you want to make impact, if you want to make the impact, the best impact you can, not so you're good enough, not so people like you, not so you're wealthy, but because that's what you want to do and you'd enjoy seeing that and you want people to be helped like that, you can get your maximum impact by finding that link between your giftedness, your ability, your calling, and needed opportunity. Mm. So you, as you pray and ask God to help you live out your calling, he will provide opportunities. Can I get an amen, Clarity family? Yes, 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 yes. Thanks, Ruben. In your car, please, you know, in your house, in your your, uh, closet because you're hiding from your family, give me an amen. If you so desire, but so what, what, what's, what did I do? What changes did I make? Well, I see that ultimately part of my passion and joy is creating, right? Mm -hmm. I also see that part of my passion and joy is protecting authentic community, right? Here's my calling. I'm going to, so from these five questions, you can make up a calling statement that you can work for over your life. Um, I don't know if you made one, Ruben, but I did. I'm a beloved. Yeah, I don't have one, but you keep going. <laughs> okay, as you started doing all these signs, and I was like, uh, I, "I'm figuring it out." That is not your gift, Ruben. That is not your gift. Sign I was, language. I was going to, I was going to just try to make it smooth and say, "Hey, Rich, don't make me say mine because I'm still figuring my own statement." But I'm glad that you yeah. have yours. So let's put you in the spotlight right now. Sure, sure. Hey, Ruben does a lot of great work, way more content development than I do. Um, this is something I happen to have prepared. I am a beloved child of God called by him to encourage others with truth, to make room at the table for all and protect authentic community. Again, I am, this is something that I try to sit whenever I'm struggling, whenever I feel like, oh, I'm just wasting my time. I just repeat over and ask God to help me and solidify. And if this is not true, help me become clear. Lord, help me accept I'm a beloved child of you, called by you to encourage others with truth, to make room at the table for all and protect authentic community. My time, my professional time, my time in which I'm not um, receiving the gospel in prayer, in which I'm not exercising for my body, in which I'm not making the provisions for me and my family to have what we need, um, in which I'm not spending quality time with my wife, in which I'm not making sure Scout's taken care of. The rest of that time is to be used to do one of those three things. Mm. Those get the priority. Those get the deference. 
Now, of course, Ruben, um, depending on your position in life and what's going on with you, you may not have the opportunity to live out all of your calling or even for a time, any of your calling in your career. It mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. like, for example, well, my job is a stockbroker and I, but I feel called by God to be a, 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 a coach, a, an, or really a deacon. I feel, I love repairing cars. I love doing this, love doing that, love helping people in that way. I try to do that in my, so it's like, well, Hey, why don't you be a stockbroker? Not in the way that the world would have you be. Do what you need to do, but be a stockbroker in a way in which you do help people. You know, my father-in-law, he is a stockbroker, and he does help people in what he does in a major way. He attends client funerals all the time. He does everything he does seeking to authentically help people. And there's mm. people that never would trust a broker that trust him because that's who he is, right? Yeah. So you can live out your calling, whatever so, career you have. But also, let's say, you know, that's your calling to help people. And someone's like, well, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? What a barrier you need to remove is time wasted, not living out your calling so that people are happy. Yeah. So well, people pleasing is my number one. I hear you. I hear you saying that Barrier. your your calling statement. You always go back to your calling statement when you feel that uh, that there's some conflict in your life, and I think that's a good calling. Uh, that's a good calling to have, and th- I'm sorry, that's not a good calling to have. That's a good thing to do and remember. I was gonna say you better say it's a good calling to have. Well, that that as well, that as well. Uh, but whatever, like we have these six questions, you guys uh, that are listening. We have these six questions. Uh, these questions are supposed to evoke uh, memories and thoughts and connect them with your whole experience. And I have just two statements to end for as my moment of clarity for this episode. Uh, the first right. one, the first one is, if you know who you are, you know whose you are. Just remember, if you, if you know who you are, you know whose you are. Uh, I mean, okay. Uh, remember, you don't have to prove nothing to no one. Remember, uh, your identity in God is first, the purpose is just being a called by this loving God and receiving this love. That's, that's all you have to do. And with that, we are called to impact the world. And the second one is, we may, we're not giving you like the, the, the silver bullet, you know, but the second is whatever you're praying for, prepare for. Okay. Mm. Whatever you're praying for, prepare for because God is about to give you many, many things, unlock many opportunities. Uh, and he may be willing to do it. Sometimes when we pray for rain, we don't bring our umbrella <laughs> and we have Uh-oh. to, we have to uh, trust that his times are perfect. His times are perfect. That's my moment of clarity. All right, pastor. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Well, Hey, I just, I just made fun of you calling you pastor. Uh, my moment of clarity is that connection, right? That true calling is found in only when you accept that you are loved by God and that you get to do things you don't have to do. And then um, that ultimately being faithful to him and his goodness is not doing everything you're asked by man. It's by doing, prioritizing what you are called to do 
by God. And that when you take the opportunities that are truly yours and prayerfully encourage and seek to assist and direct, but don't try to to save every lost puppy, you're giving someone else the opportunity to live their calling. And there may you may interact with people that don't feel that way. They're frustrated. They're confused why their pastor is not uh, paying their taxes, not uh, doing their taxes and painting the church and mowing the lawn and sweeping the, the, the church because no one else wants to. No, that's not who you're called to be, right? Now, are you above doing those things? Mm. No. But there's a difference, right? Mm. So um, I'm going to do a, for the Reuben's permission, he's given it already. I'm going to close this with a benediction. Here's my benediction or a blessing for you. Brothers and sisters, friends in clarity, may you find in Christ your calling as a beloved child of him. May you not only accept his love, but accept his purpose, his calling for you. May you live out the life not desired by others, but desired by God for you. May you answer his call. May you know who you are because you know whose you are. And may you take this crisis as an opportunity to remove the barrier separating you, who you, what you've been doing from who you are. Awesome. Um, Thank you, man. praying for you guys. Appreciate those words. Take us away, Ruben. Uh, Appreciate you too. Those words are beautiful. Uh, And thank you guys for connecting with us. Uh, We're trying to make these remote episodes a reality. And we want to connect with you. We have a Twitter account, which is Clarity Underline Podcast. We have a Facebook account, fb.com slash Clarity Podcast. Please rate, review, and share on your favorite podcatcher, social media outlet. This is uh, another episode of Clarity. Thank you for giving us an opportunity for being part of your life during this episode. Stay tuned for more. I'm Ruben. And I'm Rich. And this was Clarity. Episode 24. Good evening.